Hello and welcome to episode 163 of First Geek 411. I'm your host, Cameron Franklin, and with me as always is my best man, Chris. How are you doing today? I am all over the place, but I'm good. It's been it's been good. Joining us from the Great White North, Shanine, how are you doing? Uh, much like Chris. <laughs> Zoomies. <laughs> <laughs> and then joining us, the scholar herself, Emma, how are you doing? Pretty good since I realized I don't have class tomorrow. No, <laughs> not complaining. And then special guest who's here to fix Chris's life. Anna Real. Anna, how are you doing? Oh, I'm great. I'm happy to be here. We're super excited to have you here, and we're going to get to know you a little bit more in one second. Before we do that, this week, we got missing popular things. We got William Shatner. We got bad movies, Final Fantasy, and of course, we are ranking our top three DC supervillains. And listeners, as always, you can find us on our social media, which is OneGeek411, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can join our Discord server if you want to chat between shows and hang out with our community. You can also shoot us an email at 1stgeek411 at gmail.com and check out our show notes on our website, onegeek411.com. You can watch live on Twitch Monday nights, 645 Mountain Time, and be part of the post-show chat. And then you can also find our videos over on YouTube. If you're a podcast listener, you can rate and subscribe wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. And then you can find our merch over on our Redbubble store. So, Janine, you brought Anna to us. I did. I discovered her. So proud of you. <laughs> yes. So excited to have personal growth blogger, YouTuber, and goal success coach, the amazing Anna Real. Anna, tell us about yourself. Hi. So, yeah, like Janine said, I, I help geeks and creatives uh, learn more about who they are um, and how to apply that for personal growth and greater success in reaching their goals. Um, because, yeah, how do you set goals or reach your full potential if you don't even know who you are? And I think there's a lot of cookie cutter advice out there that says like, this is the way to do this, to set your goals to whatever it may be. But we can sometimes then feel like there's something wrong with us when it doesn't work out, but they may just be a different person than you, a different personality, you know, and since we're all different people, we require different methods. And so I'm passionate about helping people, like I said, learn more about who they are. That includes personality and some other things. Um, yeah, so that they can find the best methods for them. And did you want me to share some geeky things now that I'm... I, I want to know, before <laughs> we get into that, so Hogwarts house. Ooh, Ravenclaw. Hey. Yeah. Oh. Woo-hoo. Uh, hey. We need to diversify a bit, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who, who else is... What are the rest of you guys? Ravenclaw. Shanine, what are you? I'm a Hufflepuff. And then the rest of us are Ravenclaws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And then um, what is your Myers-Briggs? I am an INFJ. Okay. 
<laughs> We're pretty similar, almost, outside the last letter. Never remember what I am. INFP. Just to cue you all in, I always have to check the Tumblr that I never use anymore <laughs> to remember <laughs> what I am. <laughs> because I oh. can never remember. <laughs> I'm actually currently in training with someone. I'm doing an apprenticeship to learn how to type people to, to help them figure out their personality type. So can I you am. help with that later? Once I... An ISFJ. <laughs> <laughs> then would you be doing that with Myers-Briggs or is that a um it's technically not Myers-Briggs um but it's uh still Carl Young based uh cognitive types so and then have you done Enneagram yes I am an Enneagram one oh Technically a one wing two SPXSX. Oh man, I did not even know there were more things besides the wing. There's so many things apparently. I was just blown, yeah. I had a perfectionist for those who don't know. You say four for me? Is that what you said? I don't remember. Maybe. I feel like you're a four, Chris, but I also. Which one's the four again? Four is like the individualist. No, we said I was a nine. I settled on nine. Okay. It was like four or nine. I knew it was somewhere in there. Somewhere between one and nine. Somewhere between, somewhere on the scale. <laughs> somewhere on that. Somewhere somewhere in that number scale. One of the nine. And, and yeah, what are some, some things that you're geeky about? A lot of things. Uh, so first of all, I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Question. Do Balrogs have wings? Yes. Man. They fail. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, though. The yeah, I'm the Enneagram one, so now I'm going to beat myself up about that. <laughs> Chris, you're fine. <laughs> you make the guest feel bad. It, 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 it's, it's, it's a question you got to ask. You gotta see where they are in their Lord of the Rings journey. In their journey. I failed. It's not a failure. It's just <laughs> there's there's work to be done. That's all it means. And either Always way, you can end up on either end once you know more. I, I don't know. Once you there, there's some deep depths. There's some essays you should read. No, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> like I have some resources for you. <laughs> Send them my way. I'm not actually sure I do. <laughs> Oh, so other geeky things. Um, I like Doctor Who. I like <laughs> um, Harry Potter, Pokemon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Marvel and DC. What's your favorite Pokemon? Pokemon. Um, I like Abra respect. and Haunter. Mm, more yes. respect. I like a lot of the ghost type Pokemon, probably mainly for the aesthetic because my favorite color is purple and <laughs> most of them are. Nice. Very nice. Um, well, let's go, let's go on and segue from that into some of our favorite things from the past week. And Anna, why don't you kind of continue, yeah, so, continue on that train with what you've been up to? 
Yeah, so I'm also a Star Wars fan, and I've been recently, well, actually, I should say, little fun fact, I I grew up watching Star Wars with my dad. We used to watch it apparently like every Friday, um, and I, I as a kid, I would call it Star Horse, <laughs> but I, as much as I loved the whole fandom and everything, I actually didn't get super into the movies. I mean, I loved them, but like, Lord of the Rings, I can just watch over and over and over. But Star Wars was just like, <laughs> until I started watching the Clone Wars. And now I am in love. <laughs> it gives so much more background. And some of the things that I was frustrated with in the movies, it fills in those gaps. And yeah, but so lately I've been getting into Star Wars books. And so far, I've read Ahsoka, which is probably my favorite character. Um, and the two about Padme, Queen's Shadow, and Queen's Peril. But they're all by the same author. And I'm excited to get into some of the other authors in the series. Because this one, like, I've enjoyed all the background and everything. But it's the books themselves, like, the writing has felt a little boring to me <laughs> and yeah especially with queen's peril it lines up with uh episode one and so at the end it gets kind of choppy as it's like i mean i guess you can safely assume you're probably you've probably seen the movies if you're reading the books but it, it just feels kind of weird and choppy as it's like assuming you've seen this in the movie now we're jumping to the scene and then the scene, and so I kind of wish it was just like, even if it was kind of repeated of the story to keep it all, um, mm -hmm. but I'm excited to read some of the other books. Have you read Lost Stars? Mm -mm. That's a really good one. Um, that was one that my wife introduced me to. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, I think it's Claudia Graham. And so- Claudia Gray? Claudia, yes, yes, that, yes. Um, and so it's about, two like imperial um trainees like and kind of their adventures through like the death star being blown up going through the academy going like and all these kind of like their trials and like it's, it's a really interesting story so i highly recommend that one that's the will, only one i've I'm read so i have to highly recommend them, it so <laughs> <laughs> um i've uh also been drawing pokemon today um, I, so I have this new reward for my patrons where I, so with my blog and everything, I like to combine geeky things with personal growth. And like, so I have like these little encouraging cards, like this one's a little Charmander and oh says, gosh, don't let it. your light go out. I've got like a little Bulbasaur and a little Squirtle. Oh, you got glasses. Squirtle Squad. Which one is Shanine receiving? I'm just assuming she's a patron. <laughs> um, and so I was working on a new one for April for a reward. But it's fun. I get to combine all my favorite things, personal growth, geeky <laughs> things, art. <laughs> so I was doing that today while watching uh, Batman, the animated series. Yes. I haven't watched it since I was a kid. And it just, I was trying to get into the DC mood for today. Yeah. <laughs> I was deep diving Batman, the animated series villains for our, mm. cause like, um, cause like that, that is like when I started liking DC 
was the, like that's mm. like that's like my version of a lot of the characters like in my head is the batman the animated series so um, but i also haven't seen it since i was a kid so i was like trying to go through it and i was like okay who are some really good villains that i that, that stand out <laughs> yeah that's been fun i've also um started watching like this past month watching uh some 90s sitcoms that i didn't and <laughs> that I had missed out on. I've, wa I've been watching Friends for the very first time and Seinfeld for the very first time. <laughs> and a little fun fact that, you know, Happy Hogan from Marvel, you know, uh, John Favreau, mm -hmm. he's in both mm -hmm. of those shows. He has an appearance. <laughs> in in Friends, he he's this rich guy that he, he gives... Monica he tips Monica with like a $20,000 check to get her to go out with him gotta shoot your shot <laughs> and then this is the one that really impressed me because my spending husband spending Tony's money though come on <laughs> it's all Tony's money <laughs> there we go that's how we got rich <laughs> but I was really impressed my husband guessed it was him after he said one sentence as he was dressed up as a clown in Seinfeld like full makeup, everything. I was, he was like, is that happy? And I was like, no, he's too tall. Like, how, how could that be? And he was right. Nice. There you go. Look out for, for him. I love <laughs> like, especially like going back and watching older things. Like it's so interesting to see appearances. Like one of the things that I really like is like the first time someone cameoed in something. So like mm. not even a role, like not even like a voiced part, but like, what is that like first, like on screen time? And then like, it's so funny to like go back and be like, oh, now they're super famous, but yeah. like here they were background people. <laughs> yeah. The journey is amazing. And that's what makes A Knight's Tale so good. <laughs> <laughs> It's meh. <laughs> it's all right. It's like, look at all these awesome people in one movie. Yeah, I never said it. The movie itself is ultimately meh. That's fine. But the characters and the early, early acting periods of some of these careers, so good. But Chris, they so accurately capture what it would have been like in the time period with their clothing and music choice. And the Nike symbol on armor. And the Nike symbol. <laughs> One thing I will say about Knight's Tale is early when when they meet Chaucer and Heath Ledger has his dagger out, you get serious Joker vibes in that scene. Just rewatch that little instance and you'll see it. It's one of my favorite things about rewatching that movie. I can see it. He's like, you're like, oh, <laughs> did it so well. He was just training. Yep. It's all practice. It was all set up. Speaking of the Joker, different actor. I just watched The Shining this week for the very first time. <laughs> oh, 
I can't unsee the Joker face in it. <laughs> yeah. I, I was hesitant. My my so I got HBO Max just for the month so I could watch. So that's that's why I was watching Friends, and then my husband convinced convinced me to watch The Shining. I'm not really a horror movie person. <laughs> Cameron's right horror there. Rated R movie yep. person, so that was a. <laughs> it's okay. The first horror movie I ever saw was the 2017 It, and I had a nightmares that night. So. <laughs> In the grand scheme of things, The Shining is considerably less scary. <laughs> yeah, I still can't be convinced to watch it yet. Yeah. But it's Pennywise. Ever seen him? The dancing clown. I don't I don't do sco- spooky. Let's see. So Anna, you said you you watched the Snyder cut. And I also watched um, the Falcon and Winter Soldier episode as well. Mm-hmm. So we'll be doing a bit more Snyder Cut conversation later on in our post-show chat. So we're gonna we'll just tease that right now. Um, but <laughs> quick, what were your thoughts on Snyder Cut? Oh goodness, right now. Um... You can defer if you want. <laughs> Should we save it for later? I don't. <laughs> Never get my headphones to stay in if it keeps <laughs> drop out. That's secretly why I'm wearing this hat to keep them to, to keep, stay. The, keep the buds in. <laughs> yeah, but I, I enjoyed it. I I mean I think all the DC movies um lack a certain quality, but <laughs> but I also Is that putting it nicely. My finger on it. Yeah. <laughs> I think people are too harsh. <laughs> so there we go. There's my diplomatic answer. <laughs> Wearing my flash shirt. Yes. To be on theme today. I was prepared. Right. So, and anything else you've been up to? Um, I think that was about it, except for. I've, this is a little bit, not this week, I haven't been playing it, but I've, this year I've gotten into my very first Zelda game. Nice. Breath Which of the is? Wild. Oh, okay. So I feel like the now I've been spoiled. Non-Zelda so. game of all the <laughs> Zelda games. I don't know how I'm going to go back now after. <laughs> also my first open world game, so nice. I'm loving it. It's been might even be my favorite game so far. Definitely got to play some of the older stuff, but yeah, don't have the expectation of the open world and like. <laughs> but the puzzles are phenomenal in in all the others. If that's your jam, just depending on what you're into, it's like I I don't think Breath of the Wild's the best Zelda game out there. Mm. But that's also because it it's hard to compare it to the others because it is a different model in general. What's your favorite? Like, which one would you recommend? If you can, I'd play A Link Between Worlds. I just love that. I, I love the draw the wall drawing mechanic in it, for mm. one. And it was a... But also, that might only be... Like, it also is nostalgic if you played the original Link to the Past. So I don't... <laughs> 
not sure if it's a great place to start, but it I think so. <laughs> I don't know. What system is that on? That's a 3DS game. Oh. Is there a version of it on Switch? Not yet. And I'm not sure if they What's plan the to or what. What's the super cartoony one? Uh, um, that was the Wii game. And it's... Shoot. Is it not the remake of A Link to the Past? The super cartoony one is like there's a super cartoony one that Wii. it's the sailing did one for switch wind waker yes wind waker okay it's like cell shaded mm -hmm. um twilight is princess that, well, is yeah. on a lot of the modern consoles twilight princess and skyward sword were the other two we skyward sword yeah yeah, those ones are uh, Twilight Princess. I would go. I'd I'd revisit. Yeah, Twilight Princess is one of my favorites. And also in chat, shout out to a panda boy. Link's Awakening. Yes, is the remake. That's the one I was trying to. That's think the of. remake, That's a of, remake like the, of one of the originals. The NES. Yeah. One. It's a whole line. I mean, just just grab one. <laughs> Um, Majora's Mask is a really popular one, but that, that has certain other restraints in it, which is super interesting. No, no, sorry. Ocarina of Time has the additional, like, time restraint. Mm. It's Majora's Mask. Is it Majora's Mask? Time, it's Majora's one of those. Limit. One of those has, like, a random time constraint that you have to finish the game in. Um, oh. Very interesting, but... Kind of wish I started from beginning to <laughs> what what's, what's so great though about starting there is you get a good introduction to so many of the different characters mm. yeah all in one game and like a really good backstory like explanation of them you get to hear opinion. link say Hwa! and then in the next game he says Hwa! again and then you're gonna break some pots you know yeah <laughs> um yeah. The only those, thing he'll ever games. say is "wah." Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Emma, what all have you been up to this past week? The I ate some ice cream this week. Proud of you. News flash. Okay. Moose tracks. <laughs> Chocolate moose tracks. As I was contemplating the state of the world and uh, what to come up with for a four-minute film assignment. And then finally, this afternoon, I came up with an idea of doing a Mary Poppins bag. Where I just pull random things out of it that are too big for it. And I'm going to somehow tell a story with that. How yet? I don't know. But that's been most of my week, is just sitting there contemplating how to do my homework. Um, while eating ice cream, if that says anything about my life. But um, as, yeah, as someone who's not an artist, like I feel like that's got to be one of the hardest parts of doing yeah. any sort of like remotely creative, like yeah. field of study. Yeah, it's not like write a paper. It's like figure out what the paper is made out of. Yeah, then write was, a paper. <laughs> I was visiting my mom last week or whenever, and at one point I was just sitting there on the couch staring off into space thinking about my homework in my head 
And she just looked at me and went, why are you studying? And I just went, <laughs> I am. Yeah. It's all in my head. Because <laughs> I was just sitting there trying to figure out how to do whatever assignment it was while staring off into space. It's just it's happening inside the head instead of on the paper <laughs> because I got to figure out what the paper's made of. What's even worse is like you're being judged on things that are subjective. So yeah. Just like that's anxiety <laughs> inducing to me. It's like, so. it's like I like it, but now I'm getting a grade on it. It's one thing like make it, put it out there. If people like it, it's whatever. I made it for myself. But now I have to make it and actually get graded on it. I'm like, yeah. I don't like your taste. Although I've only gotten <laughs> one grade the entire semester, which is also like. I'm getting graded, but I don't know what those grades are. So I'm just like, am I passing? I don't know. But um, I haven't gotten any emails saying I'm failing. So I'm going to take that as a good sign. Um, you got to see. But anyway, I also watch Falcon and Winter Soldier, like pretty much everyone else here, and enjoyed it. But it definitely felt more like a Marvel, typical Marvel thing than WandaVision. Um, and then yesterday, I uh, spent some time rebuilding my home base in Below Zero and uh, yelling at big fishies that were just trying to break my things. And... Um, you gotta teach those big fishies a lesson. Yeah. Swimming too deep for my own good and uh, going, I thought there was silver ore down here. But there's not. So I'm going to yell at the big fishies instead. <laughs> because they want to crush my boat. That is neon pink. That is the so, maximum stealth. Yeah, <laughs> maximum stealth. Neon pink boat. So that was my uh, personal break from staring off into space trying to be artistic <laughs> for school. So, yeah. That was my week. Janine, what about you? Um, this week I did a blog swap with Keela D. She is a fellow geeky writer and you can find the post that she wrote for me on the blog. And there's a link to my post that I did for her in that post. So <laughs> we had a lot of fun. Um, we heard you like about... links. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> talked about story and stuff and it was fun. And kind of the only other thing that happened this week is I watched Monster Hunter. Oh, I was really excited because I thought you started playing Monster Hunter. I wish. No, we I'm watched sorry. it. <laughs> it. I was expecting it to be bad, but never in my wildest nightmares could <laughs> I have expected it to be that bad it was gonna rough. be a hit in china though so expect yeah. more of them <laughs> it was so rough i have so many thoughts about yeah. it i feel like there's definitely like clips that you could put together of me being like oh this doesn't look that bad as they were like <laughs> doing trailers and stuff and then <laughs> it's that bad <laughs> Is I mean, it is it what we expected? Is it just Rain of Fire, but Monster Hunter? Is that what it is? I don't know what that is. But we'll watch it. 
Go it's watch a bad Rain of movie Fire. They made me watch. <laughs> Go watch Rain of Fire. I don't know. There's not really a discernible plot. The characters are like people, I guess. Yes. And there are occasionally monsters. I will say, though, there's not really a discernible plot in the Monster Hunter games. So. They really should have tried a bit harder for a movie, though. And Chris, to answer your question relating to Reign of Fire, yes. So you've seen both? Emma? Oh, okay. I mean, that that's in general, when we saw the first trailers, that's exactly what I said it was going to be. I don't know. I was expecting, like, a mildly entertaining monster movie. And it didn't even live up to that. <laughs> so... <laughs> Wah, wah, wah. Oh yeah, that that happened. I was just looking it up on my phone to <laughs> see, see what that was. It looks really cool. I do that cool. too. <laughs> like the 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 I mean the character the, the monster design from Monster Hunter is really cool, and so it looks cool how they brought that in. But <laughs> yeah, the monsters that. themselves are cool. There are some cool fight scenes, but they do not at all make up for the rest of the movie. <laughs> So she needs the next homework assignment, watch Rain of Fire and compare them. <laughs> Apocalyptic <laughs> future. <laughs> where the downfall of humanity is dragons. Don't give it all away. I mean, that doesn't sound bad. <laughs> it's a great concept. It's how I want to go out. Execution is horrible. <laughs> I also want to say that, that that Rain of Fire is set in 2020, just as a call out. Yeah. Chris what have you been up to this past week a little bit of everything so I finished my shelf woo fancy shelf well it's not finished but it's up and it's a (laughs) working shelf yeah exactly Um, I I had my one of my good friends Nick was visiting from out of town so we had a little big bonfire at his house big bonfire it was a little nerve-wracking because the wind started picking up i thought we we're gonna start fire season oh. off right speaking um, of rain of fire yeah <laughs> so yeah because his dad essentially owns a compound like there's there's a helicopter hangar oh. there's sheds it's, i was like a, did this suddenly become a cult no no it's not a cult compound it's just the smith <laughs> compound um as I start calling it, but out behind the hangar, there's the four foot pit, and it's like probably about twenty feet wide, and like ten feet back, and it's just full, and it's like two feet above the ground after it's full. A lot of wood <laughs> burned really fast. Um, and I kind of bought a motorcycle. How do you kind of buy a motorcycle? I mean. We're still talking about it, but essentially, but it's in Nashville. So my uncle is moving and he's getting rid of his motorcycle. He said, if we pay it off, it's ours. Now I just have to figure out how to get it up from Nashville to here. People are telling me to fly down and ride it up. I can't handle a 26 hour ride on a motorcycle. Weak. 
I mean, you could get, probably get good. do it. I'd rather get it up here and then road trip it up to Canada when it opens. <laughs> you know what Jesus said, Chris? I don't know how that applies here. Got to get good because it sucks to suck. Yeah, but I don't suck. It's more so that I'm like, this does not sound like an enjoyable experience. <laughs> So I've been researching like freight costs for a motorcycle or what it, maybe or the cost to rent a truck and drive it up because <laughs> I'm also worried about weather. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. But yeah, said so did that. I did watch. I did watch uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm a little worried about the rest of the season just because. I don't know. It feels shieldish. Yeah. Yeah. And almost cliche. I don't know. It's like WandaVision was just so unique in its execution that this one, I'm just like, okay, it's going to be a Marvel TV show. Yeah. Because Hydra's even still in there. I'm sick of Hydra. We're all sick of Hydra. It's like there's other other bad things that lurk in the dark that you can bring in but i don't know we'll see we'll see i'm gonna watch all of it obviously just because you have to is hydra still in it i mean like they make references to it throughout the first episode so i'm assuming they're gonna do something with hydra i it. mean i feel like it makes sense for hydra to be in this one though they're doing a lot of callbacks to captain america right mm -hmm. yeah, i mean i think it's, it's, it's a huge part of bucky's backstory yeah, yeah i'm just yeah. sick of it i'm just tired Let's let's give Bucky other <laughs> things to, to worry about. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. My least favorite part is the is the soundtrack for it so far. Yeah, I just had a class today about soundtracks. Sound is fifty percent of filmmaking. Mm -hmm. I didn't notice it specifically, so maybe it was not good. There's exactly. A lot. <laughs> um yeah. but yeah that's that's pretty much it i tried to watch the snyder cut but i did not have four hours to spend this weekend too busy buying a motorcycle talking about buying a motorcycle Built, mostly <laughs> spent time building that drilling those holes takes a lot of time <laughs> it's a lot of holes and so i'm not necessarily looking forward to the next piece so this is a two by five uh two foot by five foot shelf the next segment is three by five. So that's an extra foot of holes I got to drill. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Modular. For me, um, I also watched Falcon Winter Soldier. Basically, my bar is as long as Captain America at home gets punched in the face by Falcon, I'm happy. Like, that's legitimately my bar for this. Um, and then... Um, watch the Snyder cut. It was indeed four hours. Um, there were indeed choices that were made to make it be four hours that could have not been made. And then it would not have been four hours. Um, we'll talk more about that later. Um, I'll, all, all I'll say is I got through the scream scene and that was it for me. <laughs> the scream scene at the very beginning like literally the first scene it's like 20 minutes though 
To be fair, it is a very <laughs> long scene. But long. like that's literally so the long. first scene. <laughs> like if this what? Okay. Um and then we are continuing our watch of a rewatch of New Girl. Um Coach is back. So um I'm excited. That's one of my favorite things with the show is Coach is there for episode one and then leaves and then comes back in like season three. And so um so I'm excited about him being back. And then I've um, streamed some this past week playing some more Control, which the more I've played, the more I've realized is like my aesthetic of it's like kind of spooky, sci-fi, but not scary. And so it's like right up my alley. Um, it's Lovecraft, but with your household fridge. Yes. Also, <laughs> yeah. Also surprise Lovecraft of like surprise suddenly. Lovecraft. Cth- yeah. Suddenly Cthulhu was there. Um, was not expecting that inside but, your household fridge yes where else would Cthulhu like be? the only part that i hung around for because i was doing homework yes um but yeah so that was my um past week let's go ahead and get into our discussion topics for this week we got some good ones if i must say so myself and so with all that pressure anna why don't you go first what do you got for us <laughs> so since i was sharing before about all these movies and tv that and and game too that are popular but i'm just now getting into them i was just curious to ask you guys what are some movies shows or games that are popular but people might be surprised that you haven't watched or played them yet i have watched and played everything everything no i'm just kidding um I just lost it though. I got. <laughs> I got one. That this ties in with stuff that we were talking about earlier. I've never beat a console Zelda game. Like yeah. I've played Ocarina of Time, like I've played Majora's Mask and Wind Waker, but like I like rented them, and so like I never finished them. Also, shout out to Blockbuster. But like, um, but yeah, that's that, so that's one for me that I've just like never played one. And then like I have a Switch now. I've been meaning to buy Breath of the Wild and I just haven't. You just haven't. And so like, you know, like that's a huge one for me. I mean, I'm just recently getting into the Assassin's Creed games. But I mean, it just takes me a long time to accomplish anything and anything that's Mm -hmm. open world because I get super sidetracked. So then I don't, I don't know. Um, I've never seen the Twilight movies, but that's very intentional. (laughs) (laughs) So I've seen them. Yeah. And I apologize (laughs) to myself daily for it. This is a really good question because I am given such a hard time about not seeing so many things. Um, She needs like getting caught up so fast. (laughs) I try. I don't know. There's still so many things. My husband will be like, you've seen this, right? And I'm like, no. He's like, how? It happens. 
really <laughs> frequently. <laughs> but like basically everything you said, I either have not seen or also just recently got into. Like I didn't see Star Wars until I was 17, which yeah. is like a lot later than basically everyone else I know. Um, Same here. So you're not alone. I played and finished my first Zelda game like a couple of years ago, which was Ocarina of Time. And I am still working up the bravery to play Majora's Mask. I have it. I'm just scared. <laughs> um, I have why not seen the Shining. It's you... stressful. I'm bad at video games and <laughs> okay. I need walkthroughs and puzzles are hard and going back and forth and time and all the things it's a lot okay i don't know majora's mask just seems so much more intimidating than like anything else yeah i guess yeah same i mean i've played the like the the legend of zelda games that are like the Wii on I've played, but anything pre-Wii I haven't played, so Majora's Mask. Um, Ocarina of Time I haven't played. Um, and then, because it's a kind of overarching theme today, I've only seen like 50% of the DC movies. And by 50%, I mean I've seen the Batman trilogy and Superman. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> oh, and Wonder Woman. The first Wonder Woman, and then I just, I was like, eh. But yeah, I haven't seen anything beyond that. So, when it comes to this podcast, it's Doctor Who for me. They've all seen it. I can't get into it. You just can't. That's. I've tried. It's like so many occasions I've tried. Someday we'll be in person, and we can fix that. <laughs> strap me to a chair yes strap them down what they need is an anime version of Doctor <laughs> Who and I'd be all over it but have you have you seen the episode Blink that's what I usually start people on to get episode them into Blink. Doctor Who because yeah. it like, kind of works in the first alone. episode yeah. with the Weeping Angels yes Mm -hmm. oh. that is one of my all-time favorite episodes and it's usually the one i start people on too so yeah that's probably why i've watched it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah i start people with blink and vincent and the doctor oh yeah it's so good <laughs> yep sometimes just to really torture people i start them on the empty child <laughs> Okay. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Don't know what that one is. It depends on how much I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what gets me about like Doctor the Doctor Who fandom is they also know the episode names. I mean, you like, know the, the the Lord of the Rings movie the best names. Ones. There's three of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, kind of six, but I mean, we don't talk about half of them. But... 
See, for me, another thing is like, I'm really bad about like meaning to see a movie and then just never watching it. So there's this great website yeah. called Letterboxd, which is basically a social website entirely for movies you watch and would like to watch. Hmm. Because- I maybe open it once a week but I use it to keep track of all of the movies that I want to watch, which is considerably larger a list than the movies I have seen, mostly because <laughs> I use it almost entirely just to put down, this is a movie I should watch. And then I never go and switch over whatever. See, with but, Cameron, it's that he means to watch, but then he just ends up rewatching The Office or New Girl. Or Parks and Rec. Or Parks and or Rec. How or I Met Your Mother. <laughs> <Yes>. Or... <laughs> just um... goes right back to the sitcoms. I watched the UK office this week for the first time. Mm-hmm. Don't really recommend. It's different. It's definitely <laughs> that's another one. Like that's on my, like I'm a huge office fan, but I've never watched the UK one. And it's like, I feel like I should at least like watch some of it. <laughs> I've tried several times and I don't think I've ever made it past episode like two or three. Hmm. I mainly watched it so I could finally, with confidence, tell my British friend that American Office is a hundred <laughs> times better. <laughs> I mean, you just look at how many like seasons there are. Like, tell me a good show that had only one season. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> many British shows are like that. <laughs> the UK and does some a of them lot are amazing. Yes. I've made my stance on the office well known and the three seasons I watched were torture. <laughs> but and that did is you that. Watch Scott's Tots. I don't know what that is and if it's office related, I don't want to know. <laughs> I can't that's, that's so painful. So here's here's the yeah. My my biggest reason I don't like the office in general is because um Steve Carroll's character and personality is one of the few personalities that really gets on my nerves mm. and just like the kind of person I cannot stand so it just completely ruined the show for me I was just like I can't like this is the kind of person in real life who like my patience just goes out the window mm. for so like I get that it took me yeah. a bit to get into it for that reason as well but I pushed on and now I love it <laughs> I gave it three seasons. That yeah, that's that's a good try. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> Let's see, we got anything else popular that we that we missed? I'm not allowed to tell my in-laws that I have not seen Forrest Gump because my husband told me it would be bad for me to tell <laughs> to reveal that piece of information. I've never seen a Christmas story. Or I've never either. seen all of a Christmas story. See, that's that's a in my family it's a family tradition to watch that every year for Christmas. But it's definitely a lesser known movie. So um so for me, my dad hates it. So it's like it was like it's like one of his least favorite movies to the point that he like bought it as a gag gift for a white elephant party, thinking that it was gonna be the gift that no one would want. <laughs> then everyone else was super excited about it. Yeah. So it's just one of those movies that like, it was just never around. So we never watched it. And then like a couple of Christmases ago with Deanna's family, we started to watch it and we got about halfway through and then I think had to leave or 
we're doing dinner or something. And so like, I just haven't finished it. And it's like, oh, I mean, you know. Keep your eye out. <laughs> it's one of those movies we reference daily. <laughs> Emma, what do you got for us? Right. This is more of an honorable mention than really anything, but I would like to put on the record that it is March 22nd, 2021, and it is William Shatner's 90th birthday. So happy birthday to the captain himself. And we are glad you're still alive. Mm -hmm. He's nimble for an old guy. Yeah, I know. I was like, wow, he's 90? That's hard yeah, to believe. Yeah, I did but, not think he was at all. Yeah, so that is officially on the record, and he's still alive and kicking. Like, there's no tomorrow. Do we have a favorite William Shatner role? I have a funny little anecdote to that. Okay. So years ago when, you know, um, they had that Puss in Boots movie from, you know, from Shrek, mm -hmm. I went to Redbox with my parents to get it, and I got the wrong movie, but it took us a while to figure that out. Apparently, William Shatner voiced um, the Puss in Boots character, and it was the screechiest, most annoying voice I have ever heard. We had to turn it off. We could not handle it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so don't get the wrong movie by mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like to watch the Star Trek's original theories just for the kicks and laughing giggles of classic science fiction on a very small budget when they were still inventing the wheel. <laughs> so... I'm like scrolling through his, or his like IMDb. Yeah, the only thing yeah. I wrote the Exper Ex Expedia commercials. That's my favorite role. <laughs> mm, yes. I really can't think if I've actually seen him in anything that's not like a cameo. A cameo. <laughs> and that's kind of where I'm at. Like, like scrolling through his IMDb, it's like, oh, he was in Dodgeball. Oh, he was in this. But like, I, I, mean, I was thinking of this when I saw this on, as Emma's thing of like, I don't know if I've seen a movie that he was the star of. There's what? Boston Legal, which was the show that he was, he was the main character in. But I can't think of anything else. He was in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. As, as a cameo. <laughs> <laughs> He was in Haven? He was also in My Little Pony. <laughs> yeah, there's just like oh. there's so much. He's done so much. I mean, he's 90, but like yeah. he's done so much. Like he's been in so many different things. And it, it kind of just like blows my mind that I can't think of a movie I've seen that he starred in. Yeah, he's just living off that 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 Star Trek. Yeah, 
That's really what's keeping him going. Hmm. Which is no surprise. But... Oh, he plays he plays O'Hara's father in Psych. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. right. I remember that. Which, as we've mentioned previously, is a show well known for its um celebrity uh cameos. And also a show that I am in love with. what do you got for us all right well speaking of monster hunter and bad movies um what are some bad movies that you actually like and what are some bad movies that are just bad that you have been forced to watch mm -hmm. so rain of fire <laughs> legend We used to do a must-see movie of the week, and I feel like it was all the bad movies that I had to watch. <laughs> my my go-to go bad movie that's more just mediocre is Secondhand Lions. Because it's funny. For me, there's a lot of like those early 90s movies that are like, they're definitely not good but I really enjoy them. So like hook is one of my go-tos of it's like, I enjoy that movie so much, but it's not good. No, it's the best. I watched that a couple of weeks ago, simply for the Robin Williams feels. Again, it's, it's one of those movies that's good because it's an kind of, it's a work for an awesome actor. Even if it's not a good movie, you have to watch it to understand Robin Williams. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and nostalgia's strong. The Teenage Mutant yeah, Ninja Turtles movies from mm -hmm. the 80s. <laughs> I actually think they're really good because, like, they're the best Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie that's been made, I will say. It was costumes. <laughs> I'm sometimes scared to watch old movies that I loved when I was younger. Yeah. Because I just want to believe that it was really good. And I. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. For bad movies um, that are just bad, in my opinion. But my husband made me watch Mortal Kombat. <laughs> and he thought he's in his words it's so bad it's good and i'm like uh <laughs> i think it's just bad oh okay so so you have to watch that then you have to watch the street fighter movie and <laughs> so i mean have y'all seen birdemic yes okay so it, it's, it's, I think it's on YouTube. So that tells you something about the quality that it, they were just fine with it being on. Didn't YouTube. we do that for, yes, we've done it. For, we did it. I, we, I'm pretty sure I brought it when we did must see movies of the week. Um, but it's like a movie that like a person made oh, with gosh. their friends on the weekends. And it's basically 
Hitchcock's The Birds. But then like Ooh. suddenly there is like an environmentalist angle and stuff like that. Um, all the birds flap the same. Like it's one of those that like it was somebody was like learning how to do that. And so um, highly recommend. Um, again, it's not good, but I enjoy it. <laughs> So my, I have one that's a not good mini series that I would not recommend, and that's the Tenth Kingdom. Just don't watch it. It's bad. Not worth your time. I don't know. A bad movie that I love is I'll Be Home for Christmas. Um, good old Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I watch it every year and like every year I think it just gets worse, but I just love it so much. <laughs> it's just ridiculous and I love it. I feel that way about a lot of Christmas movies and a lot of Hallmark Christmas movies and <laughs> same three plots, but yeah, that's why I like watching them, <laughs> watching them. Man, I can't ever since I watched one and started speaking the lines along with the actors without ever having seen the movie. <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> this is too predictable. We have crossed a line. <laughs> The first movie I remember being really mad about how bad it was was Pirates of the Caribbean 4. <laughs> That's That was like yeah. the height of my Pirates phase. And I loved the first three. And I like dressed up to go see the fourth one and everything. Oh. And then I just hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That seems right. <laughs> yeah. Um, in chat um, from Trunk the Hut, we have Batman and Robin. Um, Let's have a place. There's something for Anna's Kate. question. I still have not seen that one. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're good. Um, <laughs> and then um, Queen Skywalker brings up Terra Nova. Um, it's about people saying mm. it's about people that go back in time with the dinosaurs, probably too big budget and not yeah. great writing. It has Andrew Lee Potts in it. Don't ask me why I know that. Oh, I had an Andrew Lee Potts phase. <laughs> then, um, speaking of watching bad movies, Queen Skywalker says, Ready Player One. Yeah. <laughs> okay, follow-up questions. Do you see a trend in what makes you classify movies as bad? And how would you fix them? I think a big thing for me is when a movie like leaves you with super obvious questions um, or vice versa when a movie like, or, or maybe even building off of that, when a movie spends time answering questions that people wouldn't care about or i don't think people would care about instead of answering the actually important questions yeah 
Um, like that's a big one for me. Um, and so things like, um, I mean, uh, Snyder cut, but, um, but like there are just certain times in watching movies where it's like, Oh, like, okay. Maybe like in games, a good example. They, like they spent time telling you, or is it a, a good example of a movie doing it well? Like, they spent time explaining with time travel why they couldn't just go back and kill mm. baby Thanos. Like that's that, like, that is the type of question somebody would ask in a time travel story and they addressed it, but they said so they didn't spend time like dwelling on all these other like possibilities of like stopping Thanos at different times in his life or doing any of those things. It was just, Oh, we can't kill baby Thanos. Okay. We need a different solution. Yeah. Um, and like, I thought that was a great way of handling that. More Krakens. More <laughs> Everything's more realistic with Krakens. Wait, Krakens. I have to redo my entire design now. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What'd we say? For I was going off squids. the squid. <laughs> Same thing. Giant squid. No. Is a Kraken. <laughs> Same Green's family. Guy. Yeah. Queen Skywalker, when they don't follow the book, like really badly goes off the book. Uh, let's just redo the movie that doesn't exist. Yeah. About a dragon and a boy and a dragon that has feathers and all of this other stuff where it goes completely off book and completely butchered it. And it's a movie that doesn't, is unnamed. And is unnamed. Let's just redo the entirety of Aragon. How about that? Yeah. There, things like that. Um, I, I think sometimes they should actually consult, like, especially things based on big fandoms where you're trying to get in kind of on that money train. Consult your fans. Yeah. Something. <laughs> like, if there's source material, stick to it. Amazon, you listening? You listen. Because <laughs> you're worrying me. You're worrying me. Worrying. Can't even say that right now. Especially since they have the rights to Wheel of Time. <laughs> I could care less. <laughs> Don't you a dare mess up on Wheel of Time. Don't you dare mess up the Lord of the Rings series. That's what I'm talking but... about. I know you. If they do Wheel the of Time it. well, it's going to be the next Lord of the Rings. No such thing. Mm-hmm. You can't be the next something that when that something's eternal. That <laughs> can't stop, won't stop. Yeah. Just you wait and see. Nope. Anna, what do you think um, makes a bad movie? Oh, the first thing that came to my mind was just underdeveloped characters. Or not yeah. getting you emotionally connected to the characters. So you're just like, oh, they can die. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, that's my big thing, too, is, like, I need to care about the characters. And then basically anything else can happen, and it doesn't matter. But, yeah, that's really an issue that I've seen. Definitely in Monster Hunter, there was, like, <laughs> zero character development. Like, not even, like, there was no character arc. Like, they actually just didn't develop characters. Like, they had people. <laughs> there just were it. people. They existed. There were humans <laughs> on the planet. 
But I think that's a big problem that I have with like the Disney remakes and stuff like that too, is there's already established characters. So they don't really bother developing the characters in the remakes at all. They assume you already know them. Hmm. And they could just, they could do more with the characters and they just don't. Another thing is like lack of diversity in casting huge your or or i guess sorry maybe not lack of diversity as much as like tokenism huge great for me like immediately will ruin something for me like i started off really kind of liking the idea of big bang theory and then raj just never got any development just because he's the token diversity I've not seen that show yet. Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm on the same boat with you. Never seen it. And then I think another one for me is pacing. Mm. Like, if you can, like, tell me a story, like, in a way that, like, it's quick. Like I, I'll put up with a bad story a lot more if it's fast. But like when you're telling me a bad story and it's really slow. Oh my gosh. Like, oh man. Um, yeah, that's another one for me. Looking at you, Treasure Island. Love the Treasure Island. No, no. The the we did the book for book club. <laughs> oh. And yeah. Muppet Treasure Island does a great job. What, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I would do for all the bad movies. Just make it a Muppet movie. And <laughs> I mean, I think Instantly this is a very better. valid way to do it. <laughs> Solves all the work. problems. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. We're going... I'm going a bit long, it looks like. But Chris, what do you got for us this week? Um, a few things. So in kind of techy things, more so like digital tech, I guess. Um, YouTube is testing out new features such as like product recognition in the videos. Um, so oh. this is possibly like a new monetization aspect for YouTube where it'll like pick up on what's in frame. And possibly mm. provide like links automatically in your notes um, for possible products. Uh, kind of interesting. Uh, Tinder's playing with the idea of partnering with Lyft so you can pay for your date's ride. It <laughs> seems mad creepy. <laughs> Why? Like, we're going on a date, so I got you a vehicle, and now you're in the vehicle that I paid for. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't think you're going to get any of the data from that. It's mm-hmm. just like. Will they know where you live? No. I hope not. Otherwise, that would be really yeah. creepy. Yeah. <laughs> no, thanks. I'll pay for my own list. <laughs> or just give me the cash and I'll. I don't know. <laughs> Rather you not know where I live. Yeah, I, I highly doubt that. 
they are going to provide anyone the actual location data. Like that would, that would just wouldn't make sense. That's why, that's why it's be a new feature because right now, like, yeah, you can get their location and send them a car that that would be weird. Whereas this is just like, Hey, yeah, I paid for the ride. It's through the Tinder app. We'll see you here. Like, that's not creepy to me. Um, and then we also got news that Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis is officially going to be the worst type of game. Free to play and funded by loot boxes. Well, surprise mechanics. Watch your mouth. Surprise mechanics. Watch my... Ugh. Depending on how they do that, I, I don't know. Square Square is typically pretty good and trying to make sure that's just restrained to like cosmetic things, but I mean they're not EA, so won't be like game progression boxes, I guess. I don't know. We'll see. I just I'd rather just buy the game, play it. Yeah. Without feeling like I'm missing out on without spending money on it. I think that like Final Fantasy is just a well enough known name that you should be able to do that fine. <laughs> yeah, those are my news pieces. That's what I've got. Short and easy. Yep. Um, for it's got a couple announcements. Then we got a quick. Um, well, we have a quick question. Might be a long longer discussion, but we have a quick question for Anna. Um, oh. And so announcements on Thursday is book club for ready player two. Um, and so hope everyone can be here for that. And then Saturday, Chris and I will be in the great commander showdown again over on the infinity bros, Twitch channel. So I believe 3 PM mountain time is what we landed on. So sounds good. Sounds right. I mean, <laughs> I'm just now agreeing to this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then um, from chat, we got um, a statement and a question um, from Queen Skywalker, my wife. Um, and so first off, she would like you to know that you look like Jennifer Goodwin, Godwin, um, from um, Once Upon a Time. Aww. Snow White. Snow White from Once Upon a Time. Aww. Her character name point of reference. <laughs> Thank you, because I knew the character, but I didn't, I'm not good at remembering actors. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I just looked her up, too, so I'm the same kind of person. If I don't know them for being famous or whatever, so I'm just like, who did they play? So, That's why my husband so is really good at that. On, on Once Upon a Time. And then she would like to also hear what are some stories of your YouTube, of your, like your profession? What are some of that stuff that, how do you bring in those, like, um, you, like we talked a bit about personalities and things like that. And how do you bring that into helping geeks, um, get to kind of learn who they are? Well, um, I try to, make sure I give multiple examples and help people realize that this isn't just a set way to do, like if I have a video about goals or if I have a video about, you know, whatever, I try to help people understand that there's different ways that you can go about it and there's not just a certain way. And um, I have some 
a blog post so far on some different personality things. I'm actually working on a YouTube video right now um, that will hopefully come out next week, maybe the week after. So I'm giving uh, an introduction to um, a lot of different personality theories and, and systems um, because sometimes like if, if, if you're wanting to start to learn more about yourself and your personality, it can be so overwhelming of like, where do I even start? Like I've heard of this or that, but I kind of give, um, the learning curve of each, uh, cause some of them are a lot quicker to like, oh, I can just take this online test versus there's some that I would recommend you have like a profiler, like have a session with someone to help you figure it out. Um, and like kind of the purpose of each one, like what each one can help you with specifically, like one might be kind of um, measuring different behaviors versus another one is about core motivations and fears. Others is about your brain wiring and um, kind of how the different ways that you can then use that to help you in different things. So there's a, there's a quick answer, I guess. Do you have... <laughs> And maybe this is like asking you to pick a favorite child. Do you have like a video on your YouTube that like is the one that like you point people to like, or like one you're like super proud of? Oh goodness. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. I, they're all my babies. <laughs> Which one's the middle child? <laughs> <laughs> this one's total. Okay. This one I like just because it's fun. I had a video on personal growth lessons from playing Pokemon and because I like to do little, I like to do like personal growth lessons from different films. And I don't know, that one was just a lot of fun to write. And it's like a good way to have some visuals and, um, and, and thinking of some lessons. Find a way to stay 14 forever through <laughs> two decades worth of content. Yes, yes <laughs> I teach you how to, yeah. Stop the life, clock. Too. <laughs> That's the first one I think of. That might not be my best one, but I just. <laughs> I was just like scamming through um, like earlier today and I am now as well. And I'm like, cause I, I noticed you have one um, that's like three life lessons from Captain Marvel, stuff like that. And so like what typically goes into, and, and you mentioned that Pokemon one, like what typically goes into like creating a video like that? Like what's your thought process? Like how I come up with different ideas or like, yeah, what's like your, uh, it can be that it can be like, how do you, once you have an idea, how do you execute? Like, um, depending on what it is, like I have some videos that are more information heavy that I do a lot of research on. Like some of them, I might be reading lots of books to finally get to being able to create this video. Um, and then some are just like the nerdy ones that, um, it's just kind of brainstorming and listing out all my ideas and then and drafting it. And um, the <laughs> I back when before the pandemic and we could go out and see movies, I loved um, being able to use my blog as an excuse to see a movie mm. on opening night or like, oh, we need to see this again because for research purposes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love the brainstorming part. I I don't know. I get my ideas from lots of different things, from things I'm doing or books I'm reading or needs that I'm seeing. Um, yeah. And then Queen Skywalker also asks, have you ever had anyone thank you for your videos or like 
um, had like an interaction with a fan, whether through comments or like outside that's like really stood out to you? Trying to think of a specific instance. I, I've had quite a few situations where I've gotten that really good feedback and that's, Oh, like it's just, you know, when you first start doing anything and you start putting your work out there, it's just crickets for a long time and you, you're not getting that external feedback and you're just like, I hope this is helpful. This seems like it might be helpful. But when I finally started getting some feedback um, on things that were actually helping people, I just, and I also like to screenshot them and then I save it in this album on my phone to because that's sometimes what helps me to keep going to see like you know like we're talking to a lot of people right now but when you can think of oh it's a specific person that I'm talking to or that I've helped in this way um yeah so I, I can't think of like a very specific mm -hmm. example right now but and then another one um is what is like if you have a favorite film um queen skywalker specifically says disney or pixar but in general that like in regards to like personality or like character growth like one that you like oh. to go back to what one of like maybe like a a classic example or something like that Ooh. oh man I have to think on that one some That's more. Okay. <laughs> we can come back to it. We, we got some, we'll, we'll get some, well, we've got some time. There we go. And so um, while you think about that, let's go on and jump into our top three for the week. Um, so with Anna being here and the Snyder Cut, we made the decision to do something DC and combine that with um, the Mountain Nerds request to do super villains. And so we are doing our top three DC supervillains. Um, and as always, remember the first rule of top threes is that there are no rules. And so um, running through some of our Twitter responses um, from Justin, we got um, Heath Ledger's Joker. We got Jim Carrey's The Riddler. And then um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's um, Mr. Freeze. Um, all as... Um, big call outs and so um thank you chunk um for submitting those ones to us and so let's jump into our lists anna as our guest why don't you go first and then we'll rotate through i'm trying to decide if i should start with i have like two that are a little bit lesser known and then one that is a bit more known so i don't know if i should um snipe the well-known <laughs> one do it yeah okay um Lex Luthor, but specifically from Smallville. He's on a short list. <laughs> because I just, I love in that show how you can see, you know, Clark Kent and, um, and Lex Luthor kind of before they become who we know them to be and seeing that develop over time. I feel like that kind of actually maybe answered even that question mm -hmm. from before yeah. a little bit. <laughs> I was, and I was thinking, there's something popular that I haven't seen. <laughs> it's a recommended one. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It, it's 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 very high schooly though. At the same time, it's, <laughs> it's hard to watch. Maybe now, soundtrack's great. 
some good Christian rock in there. (laughs) (laughs) Some nostalgic Christian rock in that show. (laughs) Emma, what do you got? So as discussed last week, my uh, knowledge of DC is very (laughs) small. Meaning I could only recall two DC villains off the top of my head. So my first two, (laughs) that's what I could think of. And then I made up something for a third one, which we'll get to. But my first one is the Joker. Which one, in terms of actor, couldn't tell you. Don't know much about DC. Um, I've seen, I'm pretty sure I saw the Heath Ledger Joker. I don't remember. Um have not seen the Joker movie, so I don't really have any information to pick one over another, but I know who the Joker is, so that's my villain number one. They get it by default. (laughs) (laughs) Shanine, what do you got? Okay. Uh, My first one is Red Hood. Um, Maybe a bit of a controversial choice being sometimes villain, sometimes hero, but sometimes villain is close enough. Um, <laughs> it's close enough for our no rules. Yes. <laughs> um, I love his character in Under the Red Hood, um, which is a DC animated and DC animated things are better than every other DC thing. So um He's wonderful and voiced by Jensen Ackles. So, oh, gotta love it. The <laughs> man right there. That and Jensen Ackles has like cosplayed as the Red Hood, and I would totally watch him in a live action if I knew it was going to be good. <laughs> Chris, what do you got? My first one is Slade Wilson or Deathstroke. And also kind of, at times, towing that line. Um, but more so just kind of, like, really a neutral character. Um, character, and, like, just explaining him, you know, just in that kind of, it's like, ultimately ends up on the villain side, mostly because it pays better kind of situation. Um, really strong, like, tragic backstory for the most part, and kind of where how he ends up, how he is, but really in like throughout the comics and throughout other things really good redemption redemption arcs which is what i really like about them mm-hmm. yep. it was on my short list um that's why i took it yep so i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna take the one that i'm surprised made it through the first round um and i'm gonna be specific as mark hamill's joker mm. um, um probably like i mean the most iconic um role for Mark Hamill. He's never done anything else in his, with his career, but, um, um, but yes, this joke, um, I said earlier, like Batman, the animated series is one of like my, like iconic views of a lot of the DC characters. And, um, this version of Joker is outstanding. And it is the one that I go to as like, um, like whenever we do get new Jokers, it is the one that I go to as does it compare to Mark yeah. Hamill's? And so, because it was again, it's, it's my, probably my favorite take on the character. So, because it gets that funny and weird, like weird and creepy, without being too like too crazy, since it was a kids' cartoon. 
So, so that is I my... know how I got these scars. No, because <laughs> this is a kid's show. No. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, we're not going to tell you. <laughs> Anna, we'll go back around to you. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, so Iabard aka Reverse Flash. Um, I know him from the CW show, The Flash. Um, he's just, man, <laughs> he's got this epic master plan all through mm-hmm. time. And I don't know, like, I don't want to, I don't, I mean, season one came out a long time ago. I don't know. If, I don't want to get spoilers, but. But, you know, he disguises himself and orchestrates all these things, gets close to people, and then, bam, does all these horrible things to the Flash. And mm. mm-hmm. just a great mastermind kind of villain. And they do, the, one of the things that I love about that version of that character, too, is that they do the thing where they tell the audience that he's the bad guy really mm. early on. And then, like... And so then like that just adds so much suspense to that storytelling yeah. and it's so cool. Like it's, it's like, such, figure like, it out. <laughs> yeah, I completely forgot about that one, but I love that take of that character. Mm. So good. Okay. Emma, what's the second DC villain, you know, the second DC villain I know is the Riddler and he wears a green suit with question marks on it and he likes riddles and that's all I know. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds like you, you knew exactly what they do. <laughs> and that's all I know. <laughs> so there's the Riddler for you. What do you think Riddler. Mr. Freeze does? <laughs> Freezes things. <laughs> See, you could be the Which, comic book writer. Here's the thing. Y'all are gonna love what I've come up for number three. I'm I'm so excited for whatever your number three is. Like I have a half a word doc dedicated specifically to who this character is, what they do, and why they do it. And it's as ridiculous as the Riddler and Mr. Freeze. So Riddler was on my short list too, specifically the one from Gotham. Yes. The the show, not the place, because I'm pretty sure he's from Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um but for not my next one, I'm gonna go with my last two are gonna be ones from Batman comics that I've actually read and discovering that they were villains that existed was like okay um so this one is calendar man (laughs) calendar Um, man (laughs) what (laughs) calendar man um julian gregory day um he is clearly fixated on calendars and dates and holidays and commits Holiday-themed crimes. What? And it's so ridiculous. I love it. I love a good theme party. Yes. I love a crime. good theme party. <laughs> themed crime. Themed crime. That's fantastic. It's the way to go. Oh, 
Oh man, I want to see Calendar Man in a movie. <laughs> that's yeah. that's what DC needs to do. They just need to reach into obscurity. A Christmas movie. Christmas movie, yes, with Calendar Man. I like the Holiday Inn, but instead yeah. it's Calendar Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> that just improved my life. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Chris, what do you got for us? Uh, my next one is Harley Quinn. Because, mm. I mean... Like no specific like I, I, when I approached this, I was just doing in general. I wasn't picking any specific because, I mean, I avoid the DC movies for the most part. Um, but as a character in general, I I think she's just so well modeled, but also like just her story with the Joker, um, and just kind of how like in general in society how we can warp ourselves into something completely different than who we are and out of out of our abuse of relationships or um just out of like our obsession with someone that obviously isn't a good thing for us or anything like that just like that transformation um it just puts in a light makes you kind of understand people a little more even if it is an extreme version of of things that we do um, in relationships, but mm-hmm. I love her character. My next one, I also got a kind of ex- obscure one, um, and that's the Royal Flush Gang. Um, and so this is a a set of villains. The cast changes, but basically they are all themed after a Royal Flush. And so, like, sometimes they're, like, a family. Sometimes it's just a gang. But they're all themed mm. after their um, their number or their, their role in the Royal Flush. And they'll, like, wear, like, themed costumes and, like, have their, like, the letter or the, the, um, the suit on their clothing and things like that. Um, and it's another one of those, like, they're typically, like, a filler villain. Like they're one of those that's like just kind of gets beat on the way to the big bad, but like they're one of those like recurring ones that kind of always just has something going on for them. Um, And it's kind of fun to always just see the different incarnations of that team. Anna, we'll go back up to you. Uh, So my third one, uh, Beth Kane, uh, she's known as Alice. She's Batwoman's sister, and they're both cousins of Batman. Um, I know her through the Batwoman show, but it sound I was like looking it up, and it sounds like in the comics, like there's a similar. It's a different thing that happens in her background, but very similar concept, is what happens in the show, and she has this tragic backstory and her father and sister think that she's dead um her in the show her sister keeps searching for her until her father finally makes her give up searching but she's still alive out there and goes through these horrible things um that drive her to insanity and i just i love villains like that that make you feel for them and make you wonder 
how would they turn out had they not go gone through those experiences? Um, like it also makes me think of like the juxtaposition of um, in Batman versus Superman, where you have uh, you know Bruce and Clark versus uh, Lex, and like all of them, you kind of see some other. Ba- I mean, I don't know if all of you've seen that movie, but I mean, you can. The characters are the same, obviously, but they come through these bad experiences yet you end up with two heroes and then a villain mm-hmm. yep i mean like lex luther got called out earlier that's one of the things i like about lex is like it's so interesting to see like like what is the path that he went down that kind of thing okay i like it i think that's it's like and I think that one of the things that DC does really well is those like family bonds. Like, mm. I mean, like, uh, like obviously in Marvel, you have like Fantastic Four, X-Men, you have a lot more of like the found family, it feels like. Um, whereas like DC, there's a lot more of like, um, like there's like cousins of Batman. There's like Superman's cousins and people like that kind of thing. Um, and I think that that leads to like some really cool stories of like, what happens when people are mostly the same, but had some sort mm. of different different background. Okay, Emma, no pressure. We've been building to this moment. Right. Okay. So when we're number three. When we've been talk when we were talking about this last week, for whatever reason I kept coming back to the Candyman. I Googled that. I Googled Candyman DC comics, whatever. And apparently there is there has been mention of a Candyman as being one of the big five crime bosses of Gotham <laughs> in the comics, but he's never actually made it an appearance. So he's a character that exists, but he's just never shown up. So what I've done is I've created or written up some information that I just sort of made up on this Candyman bad guy. And I've gone the completely ridiculous route, like Calendar Man and whatever else. So, Mr. Candyman dresses up as an ice cream server from an old-timey soda shop. And he has pastel-colored hair. And when he started out his crime career, he started out trapping people in cotton candy. But they would just eat their way out or get wet. Or just sort of get up and walk away because it's cotton candy and that's not too hard to escape from. So then he switched to syrup for trapping his people. And he would leave candy-themed puns at his crime scenes as clues. Because who doesn't like puns? And there's so much different candy, so many different candies, whatever, out there that you can make it happen. Um, And he uses candy-themed weapons. And the entire thing that drives his motivation is that he is a vendetta against his childhood dentist who Mm. told his parents to stop feeding him candy as a child because all he wanted to do was eat candy, but he had really bad cavities. So he has a personal vendetta against his dentist. So his mantra is to banish all dentists. So all his crimes are to try and destroy the dentistry industry. So he steals 
dentists, equipment and medication and all of that <laughs> stuff. Um, all he wants to do is eat candy, but all his teeth are fake at this point because they've all fallen out due to all the sugar. <laughs> so his teeth are too perfect, which means they're fake. Mm. So he doesn't actually have any teeth. I don't know why that's the plot point, but it is. Um, so he'll do roundabout crime things to try and ruin the, the dentist life in Gotham. And the only reason he's a big crime boss in Gotham now is because, like his fellow criminal overlords, his whole shtick is too ridiculous that the whole of Gotham just sort of accepted it as part of their day-to-day <laughs> life at this point. And they're just like, yeah, it's... Yeah, there's a guy who's specifically out to seek the destruction of the dentists. And he calls himself the Candyman. So he's basically got candy-themed machines, like Batman. And he just uses them to fight off the dentists because he just wants to eat candy. And he thinks it's their fault that he lost his teeth. So there's the Candyman for you. That's pretty sweet. My third and most oh, favorite man. DC villain. <laughs> Who appeared in one episode or one panel of one comic. <laughs> and there we now you have, go. Yeah, we now have more backstory. So more backstory. He DC, just hates the dentists. We need you to send your lawyers all our way. Send them my way. I'll um, help you out. Janine, what do you got? Okay, my last one is possibly more ridiculous than Emma's. Um, Condiment ridiculous King. Rat. Condiment King. Condiment yes. King. He literally shoots condiments at people. It's the worst kind of villain. Yeah. So, like, I mean, this is like the the reasons like like Emma May's made up somebody who like they're anti dentistry, and we're like, yeah, that makes sense for DC. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like because well, we already got condiment king and calendar man and all these people <laughs> like yeah be my enemy <laughs> like many condiments so well it's just like they're the worst kind of people because they're going around essentially pranking people just out living their lives i mean he occasionally tries to induce anaphylaxis so it's pretty bad mm-hmm Yeah, condiments. <laughs> Chris, what's your number three? My number three is Grodd. Mm. Big old gorilla. And the reason why I like him as a villain is that, you know, especially as a villain against the Flash, is that often Flash being generally good, you know, oftentimes when he's up against villains, he does attempt to appeal to their humanity. Kind of wants to offer redemption but Grodd's not human and that's probably one of my favorite things also just like Grodd's story like in general it's like he's like in a situation like this like trying to appeal or argue on behalf of humanity when this super intelligent non-human creature is approaching humanity from a completely from the other side watching in it's like you can't prove your goodness in this situation it's like he's watching the abuse of 
his kind essentially you know the the imprisonment from his perception and i really like the idea of grod as a as a villain just because you you can't read you you're arguing a very losing argument when the other side is not human it's just like you can't mm -hmm. you can't convince there's goodness there he has no attachment to humanity and i love that my number three um is clayface um again another great villain from batman the animated series um a shape-shifting villain um who like <laughs> like if i remember correctly from batman the animated series his power comes from it from getting makeup dumped in onto him and i just that... watched that episode today okay can you can you feel like fill in the blanks for me on i think that? it's like some kind of lotion i think he was disfigured to begin with so he uses it so he could look good because he's an actor and so he doesn't want to lose his job but then he gets mixed in with the bad guys and they want to get rid of them so they dump all of all over him so his whole body can be morphed and i love like as far as like origin stories go it's just so like like there are people that have these crazy backstories of how they got their powers and he just kind of got this stuff dumped on him and then like that gave him his powers and um i know a big thing that like this this is one of the villains that i would like to see actually brought to like the big screen um it's one of those types of characters where like um clayface would be so interesting to see done well in a live action movie um like a more modern live action movie but um alas we've been kind of kind of stuck with not having that so um so that's kind of where we are with that um and then that brings us to the end of our top three for this week. Um, we also want to give a quick shout out to Comics in the Cross. Thank you for the raid coming in right as we're wrapping up the top three DC supervillains. Um, next week, um, we will be doing our top three Marvel supervillains. Um, they could do the other side of this. That uh, I can do. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to go out and make up another new villain on the Marvel side of things in which I can do, but. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, so come back next week for that. And we'll, we still got some post-show chat coming up for, for our new people coming in. Um, Anna, thank you so much for joining us. Um, where can people find you online? can find me uh at therealanna.com and it's spelled like my last name r-e-e-l and also at therealanna uh on pretty much any social media i'm mostly on twitter kind of on instagram youtube.com slash therealanna <laughs> <laughs> and then um of course you can find us as one geek 411 on facebook twitter and instagram and you can join our discord server chat with us between the shows and or send us an email at 1stgeek411 at gmail.com um, we also have a red bubble store if you want to buy some merch and then you can watch live over on our twitch 645 mountain time or on the videos over on our youtube and rate and subscribe wherever it is that you listen to podcasts and then check out our show notes on our website onegeek411.com 
Um, and then, of course, you can check us out at our personal social medias. Mine is Humar Witto. Mine is I am not prepared with an I. I'm the Hoot and Howl on Twitter and Hoot and Howl Tales, T-A-L-E-S, on Instagram. And I'm not so foreign. And it's been a great week. Wash your hands. Down with dentists. <laughs> um, have some condiments. <laughs>